0: The following is brought to you with no commercial interruptions.
1: Listen has um has it has would you consider this podcast to have been successful so far? I mean, how, how do you know if people are listening?
0: Oh, I don't. <laughs> yeah. I I kind of don't want to know just because That's then true. it would um change how you do it. Not really change how I do it, but it would create an expectation so that Okay. It's kind of like, oh, I'm doing something. And then it's kind of like, oh, people didn't listen to that episode. Oh, people listened to this one. Oh, people aren't really listening. And, and, you know, kind of like, oh, what do I got to do to try to get people to listen to it? Or it's just kind of like, uh, it's just more of an exercise in me trying to be social instead of just terminally introverted (laughs) and not Mm -hmm. able to talk to anybody. Especially right. working the job that I work right now, where I just work in a warehouse and everybody has their own little jobs, and I don't really talk to anybody after being in customer service jobs and stuff like that, where I kind of had to yeah. get better at talking to people. now I just kind of mm-hmm. shut down and just a little hermit crab, huh. but now I'm moving on to a bigger shell, trying to <laughs> yeah,
1: it's an interesting reason to to start a podcast. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and I had been doing a podcast uh with with my friend who's who I'm gonna do evil little goat with, and then he moved uh to Texas and we just never got back into doing the podcast. So I was just kinda like, ah, uh, I gotta I wanna get back to mm. doing that real menial editing audio <laughs> again. Lining everything up and <laughs> Welcome to Season 2, Episode 2 of the Better Band Podcast, an all encompassing trip through the Pearl Jam catalog. I'm your host, Brandon Palomo. Each episode, my guests and I go track by track through every album, soundtrack, and single to discover why you simply can't find a better band. This is Brandon, and today talking about Animal with guest Paul French. Hi, Goon Paul.
1: Hey, Brandon, how you doing?
0: I am doing well. And let's see Animal, the third single from Versus. Yet yeah, it's probably one of the songs that people might have been exposed to first from that album, if, watching the uh, VMAs. Back in '93, watching them play that, bust that song out, and then playing with Neil Young. A
1: brand new song for the first time anywhere, ladies and gentlemen, Pearl Jam. <laughs>
0: see the singles released april 4th 94 in europe before it got released in the united states in june of 95 and let's ask you now paul when did you first hear of pearl jam
1: uh well like like a lot of people i wound up hearing about them um you know here and there mtv things like that heard them a little bit on the radio but um i think what really got me um, was the the performance you just mentioned um, when they when they did Animal and then they went into Rocking in the Free World. I mean, I had heard of them before that, and uh, you know, like I had heard even Flow and Alive and you know all those songs. I had heard them and I liked them, but it, it, nothing really stuck out uh, too much with me until I saw them on that performance. And then when they when they did Animal, I was like, man. It, these guys are intense, you know, It's a very intense song. And, mm-hmm. you know, just the way Eddie was at the mic and everything, and his hair and his face and everything. I just remember thinking like, man, these I don't, I don't really know much about these guys. I know I've heard their name. It's a weird name for the band. And um, then they went into rocking in the free world, which is just as intense as animal. And that's actually where my Pearl Jam origin begins was when I saw that, I was like, man, I need to, I need to check these guys out. Like these guys are intense and and they got a lot of energy. So that's that's kind of what sent me to the store back when you used to go to the store to get CDs. Actually, this was before CDs. This was still I I was still doing cassette tapes at this time, and uh, I went to a um, you know, local department store and they had and I didn't know, but they had had two albums out. You know, so then I'm like, oh wait. Which, which, you know, and I noticed that the Versus album had the song Animal on it. I'm like, that's the one I want, you know? So I went, I bought that and listened to it like crazy over the course of a couple of days. And, and after a couple of days, I went back and I bought the 10 album on cassette because I was like, man, I really dig these guys. And the rest is kind of kind of history.
0: <laughs> did your cassette version of it say five against one or did it say "Verses" on it?
1: no no i guess i guess it was a later one yeah, you're right like there were some albums out there very very early ones that said five against one and then um i guess they renamed it you know versus now mine says versus i still i still have the cassette tapes i don't have a cassette player mm-hmm. um but i still <laughs> i still have a cassette in fact uh i I've, I've i wore them out even if i had a cassette player i don't even think they'd work right because i just rewound them and played them over and over and over again and um mm-hmm. uh, I think I only hang on to them just as like a sort of a memento from that time of my life and how much I really appreciated that music.
0: Yeah. I think the only cassette that I've worn out was, uh, okay. Computer. <laughs> i listened to that on cassette all the time. Yeah. My per- my Pearl jam. Cause I had a 10 on cassette and then I had Verses on CD and I just taped them both onto, a uh, another cassette. And so I listened to that one all the time instead of listening to, uh, So the 10 cassette I have. So I still have that.
1: Right. And I don't know about about you, but um, out out here in New Jersey, we had um, a CD store called The Wall. I don't know if that was a national chain or not, but they Mm -hmm. used to have this policy with CDs that if your CDs got scratched or ruined, and if you bought it at The Wall, it would have a little wall sticker Mm -hmm. on it, and you could bring it back, and they would replace it for free. Oh, cool. So, well, the funny thing is, I think it's, obviously, I think I put them out of business. They're not, in business. they've been, in, haven't been in business for many years, but I think I had to put them out of business because I know myself alone. I wound up, when I got a CD player, I, of course, bought 10 and I bought verses, even though I had them on cassette, I was transitioning to CD. And I, I wound up wearing those CDs down to the point where I wound up returning them. I've probably gone through, at that time, I've probably gone through two or three albums <laughs> just wearing them out, playing them so much.
0: They would only give you the same one back. They wouldn't let you choose something different. Correct. Okay, yeah.
1: Correct. You had, to, you had to get So if I wore out my 10 album, when I came back, I could get another 10 yeah. album. As long as, as long as you bought it at the wall and it had a wall sticker. Yeah. Could you imagine a company doing that? That, that had to put them yeah. out of
0: business. <laughs> well, I think that if something is defective and I mean, if it's, if they're just giving you another one, they might be able to like in their books or whatever, be sort of like, Oh, they bought this you know, they bought it a while ago, and you know they're buying this new one that just turns out to be defective, and then it's like it kind of like evens out, I think, and they mm-hmm. just send it back to the record company for probably not full credit, yeah. but something, and so they can get a uh, or a replacement for it, so they can you know sell it. I think I'm not sure though. Mm-hmm. I'm no expert. So this uh originated back in the nineties. Or well, of course we're still in the nineties at this time. Not right now though, because that's some weird time travel shit. But uh in the the Gossman demo, Weird A Uh, original demo from it
1: I have not no, I've never heard that I'm gonna have to check that out
0: yeah I got the uh the playlist up on this uh on this episode so you can uh so you can listen to cool. it but yeah it's it's super similar it's probably a little bit slower, but um the song itself is really sort of simple with the verse and chorus and stuff and the lyrics i I thought that it's a whole lot more lyrics to it than it would be, and then I'm looking them up right now for this episode. It's like, huh. There's the one, two, three, four, five against one, and then there's um, two lines, which is the first verse, torture from you to me, abducted from the street. And when I first, uh, for the longest time, up until I uh, am looking at the lyrics right now, I thought it was torch lit from you to me. Really? Yes.
1: That's, That's funny. It puts a different perspective on, on yeah, this. Yeah, it's
0: sort of like, oh, you know, passing the torch along, you know, torch <laughs> lit from you to me, abducted from the street. I don't know what it means, no. though, but you know
1: Well, you know, I, I think it's easy to get um Eddie's, you know, lyrics confused. I mean, he he obviously has that uh the singing voice everyone jokes about, you know, the marbles in his mouth or whatever, but so it is kind of hard to to make out. Mm-hmm. What, what Eddie is saying. And they weren't always forthright with their lyrics either. As far as in with the albums.
0: Yeah. I don't have this one in front of me. I can't remember if they had any lyrics for this song on the, uh, in the CD or not. I, don't I know. know. I think go had a couple of them, maybe mm-hmm. not sure, but uh, yeah. And then, the, and then the chorus I'd rather be with an animal. And then verse two, why would you want to hurt me? So frightened of your pain. And then that's, and then it just repeats the chorus Mm -hmm. and (laughs) the five against one. And that's it. Like, oh, it seems like there's a lot more lyrics in there. But I guess if you.
1: It's a very, very simple song. Yeah. It's very simple. And I think um, like that's the whole point. It's, um, you know, it's straightforward, you know, hard rocking. There's not a whole lot to think about when it comes to the song. You know what I mean? A lot of, lot Mm -hmm. of attitude in it, a lot of anger in it.
0: Is there anything that you get from the song? Is 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 there any uh, imagery or sort of storyline that you get in your in your head when you hear the song or when you first heard the song?
1: When I first heard it, I don't, I don't know. Um, I don't know if I thought too much about it when I first heard it. I, it was more about that rock and sound and, and just the energy that it had. But I mean, I'm, I'm sure you've heard this. I've read it a few times that they're not really sure what. Eddie was writing about if this mm-hmm. was Eddie saying it was like him versus the band and, and their manager, you know, five against one, five, you know, those five against mm-hmm. Eddie, or was it, um, the band as one, but sort of like against the world. Kind of thing. Like, there's different thoughts processes on what it's the five of them against the world, or is it is it Eddie against the five of them? Or I don't know if that's ever been cleared up. I don't know if you've ever read anything about it. But you know, if you if you read about it, there's a couple different points of view as to as to what Eddie was saying. And as you probably know, by the time they made verses, I think the band was a little sour on the record companies, the recording industry, the entertainment industry in general. There's a lot of anger and And frustration with you know the uh, expectations of of a band and how quickly they should come back with another album, how quickly they should be having a hit, and the fact that they have hits, there seemed to be a lot of anger there. I mean, look at songs like "Leash" on the album yeah, um they're just there seems blood yeah, blood exactly. blood's a, a great point. you know there was a lot of anger there, so maybe this was Eddie saying the five of them against the world. Or there was a lot of tension starting to brew in the band, and, and uh, Eddie started to take on the role. You know, from what I've understood, you know, when the band first started and they made 10, it was a very democratic system. It was very, you know, it was really sort of more Stone's band, if I understand correctly. Stone and Jeff, you know, because they were like the elder statesmen to the, the music industry, and they had been in other popular bands. By the time Versus came along, it seems like it started to become Eddie's band. So maybe this maybe this song is about Eddie against yeah. the rest of the band and, and their and their manager trying to change his mind about things.
0: Yeah, it's it's kind of hard when you're in a band because there's 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 gotta be somebody who's a leader. I, I mean it's usually gonna be the front person because they're you know they're out in front and stuff and they're kind of the face of the band. And I mean, if you're if you're a good looking guy. Like Eddie, you're gonna, you know, have more of the attention put onto you and stuff, even if you're not a primary songwriter, which he wasn't at that point, but still you have to have somebody who's going to be the face for the band and sort of drive the band, or else you're you know, you're not gonna be big. You're not gonna be famous. You're just gonna kinda be in fighting with each other and not being decisive or making decisions about things and you got to have somebody who steps up or you got to push somebody into that role. Mm -hmm. I think it was probably half and half of being pushed. And then also having that sort of reticently at least stepping into that.
1: Yeah. It sounded like there was a lot of tension in the band around that time. And, and it, by the time they went to make Vitalogy, it sounded like there was a lot of tension and that's when they fired. Uh, Dave, uh, if I'm saying his name, right i'm not sure how to say his name no one ever knows how to say that drummer's name but anyway so you know and that was like an eddie decision to fire him so it sounds like there was a lot of infighting which kind of makes me a little sad you know what i mean like it's a shame but that sounds like the way it it works in a band especially a band that makes a lot of money and has a lot of expectations
0: yeah it's it, it goes from being you know just a couple of guys who are having fun and you know Ah, you make you make a couple bucks and you know it's split up against you and everything like that until becoming sort of a business and you know you have people relying on you and you know you have you know your families and stuff like that as you get older and stuff like that too but then you also have you know people who tour with you and who you know if if you're not touring you're not putting money into their pocket or people who are doing promotions and stuff like that for you. So if you know, you're not, you're not selling records, then they're not going to get any money either. And just sort of a bunch of people relying on you to be bigger so that there's a bigger piece of the pie that you can split among all of them.
1: That has to be very, very frustrating. I mean, if you think about how they got started and and how unexpected it was for them to even work out as a band, Um, it, it must've been such an, unbelievable high to um you know start as these guys you know like they didn't even know who their lead singer was going to be and you know mm-hmm. then they, they they put this record out and you, you don't know how successful it's going to be and then you go out touring you don't know how popular you're going to be and all of a sudden they explode you know and then and then to take such a what must have been a great situation they, they must have been uh beyond their wildest dreams and then and then you get these record guys telling you you know you got to have a single and, and, you know, this doesn't sound like it would be good on the radio. And, you know, it, that has to be so unbelievably frustrating. Uh, it's something I couldn't even imagine, you know, cause it started, it starts as fun. It starts as music. It starts as a bunch of guys getting together and having a couple beers and, and jamming. And, uh, and that's certainly not, you know, by the time they made verses, it's, it's certainly not what it was anymore.
0: Yeah, I'm looking at the, uh, at the liner notes for it. And yeah, it's the, uh, So it's got the uh, drawn five and then one as the eye and animal. And so you get the five and against is written inside the one. Yeah. Inside the five is, are the lyrics torture from me to me and abduct it from the street. Mm -hmm. And I'd rather be with Anne. And then that's all (laughs) the lyrics that you can get from that. (laughs) So, yeah. and, And I think... And this is blown up bigger on my computer than looking at my CD booklet, but that would be smaller than what I'd be looking at. So I could, I could see how I could get torch lit, mm-hmm. because torch and er, or it's like torch her from me to me, because the, the H is, uh, is separated there, so it's torch her. And so I, I could see how I got torch lit,
1: maybe. Yeah. If that makes you feel better. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah.
0: Yes. Yes. I'm going to explain it away like that. Yep. Soothe my ego. Yeah. But yeah, there's there's uh, people saying that it's about violence or abuse, sort of. I don't know. And there was the, uh, the 25th anniversary Sirius XM Versus show that they did. And I think, like uh, he said, it's like, oh, I didn't talk about what it meant then, and I'm Mm -hmm. still not going to talk about it now.
1: Animal, I'm looking at the lyric sheet. That's the one lyric that's not
0: printed out, really. And I think that was for a reason. So I didn't explain it then, and I'm not going to explain it now.
1: Interesting. You know, and, and they've always, as a band, and specifically Eddie, they've always been that way about the fact that this is art, and how do you... You know, uh like the the fact that the Jeremy video apparently ruined videos for them. And and a lot of people have told them that the the video ruined the song Jeremy yeah. for them. And ever since that, like they've kind of just been protective of of maybe the lyrics uh for certain songs or describing what certain songs are about. I, I can appreciate that too. I mean, it is it is an art form and uh art is Interpreted by the the person who's viewing it or listening to it in this case. So, uh, yeah, that that's interesting that, that he said that.
0: Yeah, I think that if it's more up to interpretation, I think especially in the time where you don't have the Internet, you don't have sort of access to billions of people instantaneously from your own home if you are listening to a song alone Mm -hmm. by yourself, like on a record or CD or something, you get your own sort of interpretation of it. And then if you're around other people who have also experienced the song the same way, there can be a sort of exchange of ideas there where it's kind of like, Oh, well I thought it was about this. Oh, I thought it was about this. Oh really? It's like, Oh yeah. And you can, you can have like a kind of conversation about it. Whereas if the artist comes right out and says, Oh, it's about this. Then it's kind of like, oh, okay, I guess that's what it's about. And there's no more imagination there for you. But, I mean, if it's if it's a political song, maybe they want to say sure. it's like, oh, yeah, it's about this. Where <laughs> you go like, oh, okay. You're anti this. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're pretty, uh, pretty obvious about those kind of songs. But, uh,
1: yeah, you know, but, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not surprised that they would want to keep certain songs loosely thought of, like, you know, what the real meaning is. You know, the song release off the 10 album, they... they have never put out lyrics for that song um, because I mean, I guess you could sort of interpret it however yeah. you want to. I think a lot of people really get what it's about. Um, but again, they've kind of left that open to
0: interpretation. Yeah. He does sing a little bit more clearly in that one. So it's a uh, easier to yeah. understand him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, the CD single on it had uh songs cut from the Atlanta, uh, well, Atlantic concert that they did that really that they that they put out for uh concert. dissident which would come out after this mm-hmm. which seems kind of odd it's like oh okay jeremy animal daughter yeah yep. cool awesome and then it's like eh let's just put all those songs out that people got to hear on the radio that concert was the first
1: bootleg i had bought by oh, them really? and um it's a great concert i mean you know you, you look at all their catalog now and you say well yeah yeah it's a good concert but for the time Given that they only had a couple of records, uh, they had just started playing some Vitalogy songs on mm-hmm. that con- at that Atlanta ninety four right was it ninety four?
0: Yeah, the uh, yeah. April third, ninety four, and
1: um, it's it, it was the first bootleg I had ever bought, and not just of Pearl Jam, but but of of anybody, and um, that kind of sort of you know like like I told you before when I saw them animal on that award show that kind of really piqued my interest and it's like okay so then i bought their first two albums that made my interest grow even more then i bought a bootleg and i heard like a whole live concert and i went holy cow like this this band is awesome it it just it was one of those things that just made my love for them just grow to the point that it did It, it was just um I had obviously at that point never seen them live. I don't even know if I had any friends that had seen them live, but I'd, I'd heard they were a good live band. So that's what made me pick up this album, mm-hmm. and uh, it, it was um, it was re- a really good show, and it just kind of made everything grow more for me. And what, you know, it was, it was one of those things where I just wanted to learn more about the band. You know,
0: it wasn't just all the live stuff from the Dissident single, was it? It was was it the actual whole show with uh, Whipping and Better Man on it and stuff.
1: Yeah, right apparently the whole the whole show was broadcast over the radio yeah yeah. it was in broadcast it locally i guess in atlanta and somebody was smart enough to record it and make a bootleg out of it and um it's the entire show from beginning to end and i mean it's just it's all the the hits you would expect out of those first two albums and like i said they started to do some vitality songs they did satan's bed Mm -hmm. on there which i don't even think they called it satan's bed if i remember correctly they called it already in love which yeah the lyrics in the middle of it because i don't think they had a name for the song yet and uh, i mean it started with release so i'm pretty partial to that song it's a great opener and uh trying to think they did sonic reducer during it and and that was the first time I had ever heard Sonic Reducer. I was like, "Wow, I don't know what this song is, but it's pretty cool, you know." And uh, I'm trying to think what they ended the show with. I don't remember, but it was a it's a pretty good show. And if you ever were able to find a, a bootleg of it, it, it's it's worth uh, it's worth getting. It was something I played just great a great album to play with the windows down in the summer. <laughs> have Have you seen them do Animal live?
0: Uh yes. Yeah,
1: and and I I've seen them. I think 12 or so I kind of lose count 12 or 13 times. And that's another reason why I wanted to do this song when, when they play animal Mm -hmm. live, like it's just, I almost feel like it's like shot out of a, like a cannon kind of thing. You know, they just, bam, it just comes right into it. They don't start with singing. They just, just drums and guitar and just comes out of the, it's a great song live. That's one of the reasons I really like this song is it's, it's like I said before, it's very intense, but it's also when you hear it live, it's like, you hear a little bit of like, I don't know if it's Mike McCready or, or stone. One of them like does this little you know, noise with their guitar and then boom, they just slam into it. Well, it's, it's just what, it, and it, it is, it's, it's like you said before, there's not a lot to it. There's not a lot of meat to it. So you're not like focusing on the lyrics per se, but it's, um, it's nice and quick and before, it, it, it ends as as quickly as it begins. It's, if I had to make like a dream show, even though "Animal" is a an, is a song that's been around for so long, uh, I would definitely put you know that in, in my dream set list because I just think it's it's a great song to get the the crowd going.
0: Seen them sixteen times. 16 they They've done times. yeah, and they've done "Animal" at uh, nine of those shows. You have all that on file, do you? Uh y- yes, my handy little uh, Pearl Jam uh, stat tracker app. Available oh. on iOS. Okay. <laughs> ching, ching. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. Once I uh, was about to start doing the podcast, uh I heard somebody talking about it and was like, Oh, let me check this out. It's like, oh put in all the concerts you've seen and there's all the set lists and tell you how many times you've seen these songs and if you've seen like whole albums and stuff, and that's cool.
1: Oh, that's okay. Uh one thing
0: I was gonna mention. I don't know if you notice this or not.
1: I think this is kind of unusual, but if you notice with a lot of Pearl Jam's albums, their their second song of the album is usually a lot like Animal is where it's rocking, starts off strong, pretty heavy, and I was thinking about that the other day and I'm like, "Man, Even Flows the second song off the 10 album and that's pretty rocking. Mm-hmm. Animal off of Versus, that's definitely pretty rocking. Vitalogy is Spin the Black Circle. So that's a pretty rocking song for that album. Hail Hail is one of the few songs on No Code that is like a rockin' song. And these mm-hmm. are all the second songs. And I, I, I'm curious as to whether that's, you know, done on purpose. Um, I'm just looking at it now. Binaural is God's Dice was their second song, which is fairly rocking. Ride Act, Save You was their second yeah. song, which is probably the, the hardest rocking song on, on that album. Worldwide Suicide off the Avocado album, is the second song. Um, Backspacer, uh, Got Some, is their second song. So these are all like Mind Your Manners was off a of Lightning Bolt was the second song.
0: So, Yeah, they're all uh, singles too.
1: Yes, yeah. So I, I guess there's probably a, an obvious reason to, to put a, a single higher in the album, I guess. But it just always occurred to me like that second song in almost all their albums really kind of like grabs a hold of you.
0: I think it's just sort of the first song is the introduction, and then the second song is like, okay, you're in here now? All right, let's go.
1: Right, and that's kind of how they do their set list, too, if you think about it. Uh, You know, a lot of their opening songs live are, you know, release, sometimes... Uh, of The Girl, they used to open with that for a while. They've opened with Crazy Mary, which I wouldn't call that a slow song, but it's slower. So they always start with these slow songs. And then, you know, like the second, third, fourth songs, they always seem to be, you know, bam, rocking hard songs. And, and Eddie, usually in most shows that I've been to, doesn't speak for a while till after they get those like second, third, fourth, fifth songs out of the way. That's how I like it, though. I, I like that you draw me in a little bit and then just mm-hmm. lay it on me.
0: You're just you 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 just uh, mentioning uh, opening with Crazy Mary because you saw him open with that at the uh, at the garden, right? Did you go to that show where they opened with it? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the one <laughs> yeah. that was on DVD. Well, uh, no, it was, it was the uh, yeah, the show I... after, or the day after, I think, the show.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think...
0: because they played they played two nights yeah. there.
1: Yeah. Yep. And I was I was lucky enough to, to go to both of those. I was at the one that was on the DVD, and I was at the the one uh, after that. Both really good shows yeah
0: that's not really an opener you're just trying to brag huh (laughs) (laughs)
1: they've done that a while they've opened with that a few times but releases you know and and sometimes i think those are the
0: the go-to ones um i think looking at the lyrics what i can get from it is sort of you can understand when an animal is attacking you and hurting you because that's what they do they're animals but you know human beings it's sort of like, why? We're supposed to have empathy. We we live together in a society. There's at least uh, just a cursory look at it from here. Because I don't think I ever really thought about mm-hmm. what it could mean or what somebody could be trying to say with it. it just, it's just so rocking. You're like, yeah!
1: Yeah, exactly. Of, of all the Pearl Jam songs, when you think of Eddie's lyrics, I'm pretty sure you're not going, hey, those lyrics in Animal uh, you know, mm-hmm. they, they really hit home. No, I mean, like, of, of all the songs that they've written in these first two albums, uh, Animal is not the one that you're going, man, those lyrics, you know? Yeah. So it, I think this is one of those, like, ones where you're not really thinking about the lyrics too much. But, you know, it's funny you just mentioned what you said about, like, humans should have empathy for each other. It, later in this album this is the song Rats. Mm-hmm. And that's what the song Rats is about. Yeah. It, it's about the fact that rats are, are better beings to each other than than humans are
0: but that's 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 in a couple of weeks when i get to that episode here <laughs> no jumping onto that one <laughs> that's right okay. yeah sorry. i'm just joking <laughs> um is there anything else we gotta we gotta parse about this song any other mysteries to unravel
1: no, no i just think it's a it's a it's a straight ahead and song you know um one of the things I like about the song is the fact that my kids love the song. And of course they don't know anything about what the song's about either. I mean, I think they just hear the word animal, mm-hmm. you know, and they're like, I like animals. Um, but yeah. my, my daughter's almost 10 and my son is five. And um of course I want to introduce Pearl Jam to them. So I had made a a mixed CD of music from, Their first five albums I think I was able to fit on there and and they love the song Animal. And uh it gets a good reaction when you look when you look in your rearview mirror and you see the kids in the back, you know, banging their heads and and you know, sort of air guitaring, though they don't quite have the idea (laughs) down, but they're trying, you know, and um but it's a song like that where like of course kids don't really understand mm-hmm. what it's about but it, again it's that it's that vibe that it gives off it's that rock and sound that they just and, and it, it probably helps that dad's in the front seat you know acting like a fool but uh i i appreciate that there are some some songs that like i can introduce to them and they can really dig for for whatever reason that they do dig it and then you know years from now they're gonna Maybe go, hey, what the hell was that song about? And they're gonna read the mm-hmm. lyrics and be like, mm, uh, "That probably wasn't an appropriate song for me to be listening to at five, but it was cool."
0: i would just be like, "Wow, oh, okay, I don't know what this means. <laughs> it's just, yeah, you I know, know <laughs> the yeah. the so, six different lines in the song." Okay, <laughs> yeah, my daughter's four, and uh, I think I've, I, I, I she likes to listen to the uh, the bootlegs. She likes to hear the people uh, chanting and screaming and stuff like that in the background. She calls this the uh, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 song. It's like, I want to hear the 1, awesome. 2, 3, 4, 5 song. Like, yeah. Uh,
1: that's awesome. Hey, you know what? I mean, whatever, like, I know that my parents passed music down uh, to me, whether they were trying to or not, they did. My my dad was a huge Elvis Presley fan, and, and, and I didn't appreciate it as a kid, although I knew all the songs. Mm-hmm. And then now... I can look back and go, I'm really glad they they kind of put that out there for me to listen to, and didn't you know, go oh, what do you want to listen to? You know, they they made me listen to some of this stuff, and uh, that's kind of what my wife and I are going for with the kids. You know, we play them a lot of different music and Beatles and and uh, you know Elvis and other stuff. But one of the first things I tried to introduce them to, but not shove it down their throat, was Pearl Jam. And, um, there's some songs that really like resonate with them for whatever reason. Mm
0: -hmm. And,
1: uh, yeah, it's one of the things that I hope that when they're 40 years old, they can look back and go, Hey, you know, I really appreciate that
0: music. Yeah. Once I, uh, once I get through all these songs in, you know, 10 years or or whatever, (laughs) doing this podcast I'll be able to talk to kids. It's like, Oh yeah. Yeah. My parents always played this for me is that's my origin story, you know? And it was always there. And I was like, yeah, it was cool. (laughs) Like, Oh, awesome.
1: Yeah, I mean, at, at the rate you're going, you know they're going to wind up coming out with another album at some point.
0: That's, oh, that's that's what I'm hoping for. I don't know. <laughs> Buy me another couple months.
1: I I don't. I just I don't, I'm not sure what's going on with them. I'm I, looking forward to hearing new music from them, but it it sounds like they're they had some music out there and then they stopped. And and uh, I don't know. There is there is rumors. I did hear. I did read rumors the other day that um, that they might be having uh, a, a tour next year, 2020. I mean, it's been a while, you know.
0: Yeah, unless you get to make it to the uh, the home and away shows.
1: Yeah, ex- well, yeah, they had the home and away, and so what was the nearest one to you guys?
0: Seattle. Oh, uh, Okay,
1: yeah, us was. Um, they didn't even really come out to East Coast, right? They they did Chicago. They
0: did uh, Wrigley, didn't they? Or yeah, Wrigley. Was, yeah, was cl- yeah,
1: Wrigley, which is nowhere near New Jersey. Um, that would be a real road trip. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's been a while. The last time I got to see them, um, they, I actually went to the rock and roll hall of fame when they got inducted in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. And, uh, it was cool. It was a long show, uh, by the time Pearl Jam went on, cause they were the headliners. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of good acts. You got to see journey and yes, mm-hmm. and yellow and, uh, it was neat uh, to be there for that, with them getting inducted. Um, it was just great to see. But, you know, you waited all that time, they played three songs, you know? It was like, oh, man, I just didn't make my first for a live mm-hmm. show. It was cool because the entire place was, it felt, I don't know, it felt like it was like 80%, 90% Pearl Jam fans, you know? Oh, really? Uh, yeah, it, it felt like a Pearl Jam show to an extent. It's just, there was a lot of opening acts before before they came out. Mm-hmm and uh it was great to see them. and and they, you know they played great for their three songs and uh but it just didn't uh scratch that itch for me to see them live and then it has been all these years since so i'm i'm dying for a tour.
0: And Dave Cruson played with them on uh, alive, right? Uh yes, yes
1: he did. The first one they did was yeah. alive and Dave Cruzan was behind the drum kit. I don't think i knew that ahead of time. I think that was something that i sort of was like, "Hey, who's behind the drum kit?" you know? I didn't recognize because he does look different mm-hmm. now than he did, you know, when they first came out. And
0: yeah, because I think there's only just that one picture of them, like in the studio, kind of all standing right. together and stuff, is the only picture I've yeah, ever seen of, of them.
1: Together. Right, right, right. So he and it was kind of cool because he did the show, and then uh, I mean they did the the song "Alive," and mm-hmm. it was good. But you could tell they were kind of cutting things short because the, the show was on, I don't know how many hours it was. They, they obviously edited it down for whatever network, I guess it was HBO maybe, Yeah. showed it. Uh, I think they cut it down a little bit because it was such a long show and there's a lot of breaks in between and stage changes and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. And, but anyway, so so I think they were rushing Pearl Jam because Mike McCready's solo wasn't nearly as long as a normal, alive solo would have been. And then Dave yeah. Cruz and came out from behind the drum kit to, I guess, so Matt Cameron could sit down and Eddie grabs him. And, and I I forget what he said, but he said a little something like, Hey, how about a hand for, you know, for Dave or whatever. And you could see that Dave Prusin was getting a little choked up. Uh, even, even from my vantage point, you could see that that by his body language, that that was like a very emotional experience for him. I mean, think about it, you know, how far that band's come, uh, and to kind of come a little full circle for him like that, I thought that was it was a pretty class act by the band. But and then they played uh, "Given a Fly," uh, which they dedicated uh, Eddie dedicated to Michael J. Fox, who was in the audience, and he's I guess he's a Pearl Jam fan. And um, and then they did "Rockin'" with members of Journey oh. and I believe guys from Yes were out there with them.
0: That wasn't the was that the big jam at the end, or was that another song? No, that was a big. That was the big oh, jam. Okay, that was camp. the one where they yeah. brought everybody on.
1: And I, and young I, was supposed to induct them, and they um, Neil was sick, if I remember correctly, mm-hmm. what was going on. So David Letterman induct them, but uh, I guess they probably would have done Rockin' in a free world with Neil anyway, uh, had he been there. But in this case, they kind of yeah. dedicated it to him, said, I "Hope you're feeling better" or something like that.
0: Do you have any uh, projects or social media you want to promote at all? No, I am. I am one of those
1: people that's not <laughs> on, on social media for better or for worse. I just uh, I just really don't have time for it. I work a lot of hours. Yeah. I two kids and a and a, and a puppy and, and we're just busy, you know, and um, you
0: could start an Instagram account for that dog. A lot <laughs> I guess people like, are doing that now. I'm show people like- that show off, that show off that puppy. Yeah, I guess that's uh something. Uh yeah, no, I don't
1: have any, any any uh social media stuff at all. So
0: Okay, well it was uh it was great talking to you. And uh we'll continue with uh with verses on the next episode and uh maybe we'll get you back for uh for more songs coming down the road.
1: That'd be great, man. I'd appreciate it.
0: you can subscribe to the Better Band Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or from Shoutengine.com/slash The Better Band Podcast using your favorite podcast app. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at ListenUpReno. I'm on Twitter at BrandEMP. like to be a guest on a future episode send an email to betterbandpod at gmail.com or send in insights and stories you'd like to share and i'll read them on the season finale episode again i'd like to thank my guest paul and as always this is brandon saying well you know boys a nuclear reactor is a lot like a woman you just have to read the manual and press the right buttons